Do you ever feel like you're in an endless state of catering to the opinions of others? Or that your mind too often is occupied by impressing others instead of on what really matters most? What happens when we become obsessed or even addicted to what others think? When you care too much? In today's podcast, we're going to show you how you can care less so that you can be, do, and experience more. Welcome to Playing Full Out, where you'll discover tips to break through the personal and professional barriers in a hectic world that are preventing you from leading your optimal vision of life at work and home. This is the podcast for passionate life travelers and leaders who want to live a deliberate, confident, and fulfilling life and change the world while they do. I'm your host, Rita Hyland, and in each episode, we'll expose you to something new in the areas of passion, performance, and psychology that you can immediately apply to grow your life, love, and leadership. Today, we're talking about caring less so you can be more, specifically how to care less about others' opinions so that you can spend more time and energy and talent on what matters most to you. It seems to me as I talk about this topic that it's sort of a great paradox because we live in communities and we work on teams and we're in relationships that require a good deal of aiming to please and meeting expectations and compromise. And we're continually looking at how we can work better with others. But what happens when our need to work together crosses the line into a need to please or impress, so to feed our own self-worth and self-image? What happens when our motivation and our drive to impress goes into overdrive and becomes how we determine our satisfaction with ourselves. We're taught from a young age to please others and to get acceptance and affirmation so that we can get and meet our need for love. It's a primal part of our being in order to survive as a baby and even as we grow. But when it becomes out of balance, what happens oftentimes that I see is we wake up one day and we realize that our whole life is dominated by manipulating others to think a certain way about us in order for us to feel good. It's somewhat like a drug, but like all drugs, there's only a temporary fix. And then we have to go back to the well to get more, to feel good about ourselves when our opinions of ourselves and our our self-image of ourselves is externally based. I was talking to John recently, a man that I had met who was looking at making some big changes in his life. He had recently was ending a very successful run in a career for after about 15 years. And he was looking to see what that next chapter would hold for him in terms of his ideal career. He'd recently started a new family. They were looking to expand once again and also to determine where they were going to move and and set up their family's roots. It was interesting as we spoke he paused and said, you know, Rita, all of these things are big decisions and are going to really determine the trajectory of my next decade or so and the, the really the shape of my family's life. But what I want more than anything and more than any of this type of clarity is that I want to be more comfortable in my own skin. I want to be confident in me as a person and as a professional And I don't want to worry or need other approval to get my self-worth. Now, I need to explain that to sit with John in my office was like sitting, frankly, with Tom Brady. He was a definite athlete, charming, 
articulate and he seemed and from our discussion that everything that he had touched had turned to gold. He probably was more humble than I expect Tom Brady to be, but it was one of those types of external images that he described was not meeting up with how he felt inside. And he recognized this. He said, I know others perceive that I have this confidence, he said, but I am reeling inside as I try to continually focus on impressing them. I simply want to be, enjoy what I'm doing, and I want to be able to be present that when I'm working, for example, on a project, that I'm completely working on the project and not thinking about, am I going to be able and how am I going to do it to impress another person? His desire is a common one. How do I get over this need to please? How do I detach from others' opinions of me so that I can come back and listen and hear my own best insights? He wanted to be able, like so many people, to dedicate themselves to their work or their health or their family. Ultimately, the question was, how can I care less so that I can be more? Ultimately, the reason for our attachment to what other people think of us comes down to our own weak self-image and that we won't be able to be loved if someone externally doesn't accept, approve of us. There's this place on the spectrum, which is a healthy sense of caring. This is not to become a derelict, irreverent to people. But on the spectrum, you have your psychopaths who have no feeling and emotion and don't care at all about what people think. The other end is is this obsession with basically trying to meet the expectations of others and manage and manipulate, as I've said. Somewhere in the middle is a healthy middle. How do you know when you've crossed the line to caring too much? Some of the symptoms that I've observed is that you show that certain things are happening in your world and take a listen to any of these and see if they resonate with you or if you identify with any of them. Maybe you're a manager who finds yourself resisting delegating or asking for what you want from your people because you're afraid your people won't like you or they're going to leave or they're too taxed already. Maybe you're a seasoned professional that despite your desire to drive down your hours you are still working consistently 10 and 15 hours more per week than you want because of your worry and your concern of impressing your clients or your management team. Maybe you have a hard time being decisive and you waffle or you change decisions because you are considering too many other people's viewpoints. And maybe you are, like I talked to you about John, working on a project and you are having a hard time being present to the project instead are thinking about the person that you're you're delivering to and your work is suffering or gets procrastinated. You're talking to someone you've newly met and your thoughts are not on the conversation, but what is this person thinking of me? Or in general, you might notice that your anxiety is high, your stress is high, you don't sleep well. These are all descriptions of people who are feeling and begin to recognize that they might be caring too much about other things that really don't matter. Physiologically, they're having symptoms. Their breath can be shortened, their body's contracting, and they're consistently not finding the time to take care of their own needs because they're overtending to others and they're overgiving. And that that has actually been 
a part of their MO for a very long time. What's the cost ultimately of overgiving or being overconsumed and over obsessed with other people's expectations and opinions of ourselves? What I've noticed is, and this is the reason that people will sometimes um, start to seek inward at what the source of the problem is, is that the, on the top level, their performance is impeded. Maybe their advancement has slowed. They're incapable of identifying what they really want for themselves right now in their next phase. They're unable to hear their own best judgments and insights and solutions they're confused, they're feeling incapable of being present in the moment, even on vacations with their family. And it's frustrating to them. When they're at work, they think about their family. When they're at family, they think about their work. And overall, there is a persistent feeling of simply being unsatisfied, both at work and at home. So if there are these symptoms and you look underneath the hood and are able to identify that indeed, I am overcaring about what other people are thinking and I'm obsessed with managing and manipulating them to influence them to think a certain way of me, know that even if you go even deeper, that it is a result of an attachment to their opinions because of a weak sense of self. So the question becomes, how do I undo this wiring or begin to have a greater sense of self and a relationship with myself? How do I do reprogram? And I'm going to give you a few steps as well as new behaviors and actions to take on. Because I don't believe that we have to heal all of our childhood wounds in order to be able to move forward and, and, and detach, if you will. What we do need to do is to consistently on a daily basis begin to have breakthroughs based upon uh, simple behaviors and reprogramming and doing things in a new way until it becomes our new default. So I'm going to give you a few steps. The first one is that you have to be aware of a problem, like everything. For many people, it's they aren't we have been doing it for 35, 45, 55, 65 years. It's such a part of their being that they aren't aware that there is this weak sense of self, or they've had a sense of bravado or a fake sense, false sense of confidence. And there is no way to adjust or to change that until they become aware of it and say, I see it now. So the first step is, of course, awareness. For years, I manipulated unwittingly other people's opinions of me, not even knowing it. I just thought that's what you do. You, you, you meet up to what your parents want you to do. You meet up to what your teachers want you to do. And then your bosses want you to do. And pretty soon, you've lost all sense of center for your own self. The step two is know your why. Know why you want to change your need to please. Know why you want to detach. What will be happening differently in your life when you do? For John, he wanted to feel greater ease. He needed to lose the anxiety. He expressed that the only time he was able to let go was, and to feel truly himself and uninhibited was when he was drinking. And he didn't want that to be the way of, of his world going forward. The third thing is that you have to change, as I was saying, your, your, what you feed your body and your mindset. So breakthroughs come from daily conditioning of the mindset. So here's a few very specific ways to drop the need to to impress and to get back into your own business, to detach. 
The first is to remember that you are safe. Our mind can have a confusion that what not getting love or approval from someone is actually going to kill us. Physical pain and emotional pain are are construed and, and confused. We have to realize that if someone doesn't like us, it isn't we aren't going to die. You can say out loud to yourself, I am safe. It is a reminder and an interruption to the other faulty wiring that would tell you something different because your body in within a nanosecond can have that experience of fear inject that they're that you're being threatened. The second tool or strategy is to give others back their power. And we've talked about this before, but what this means is to allow other people to think what they want of you. They're going to do it anyways. And when you give people permission to think about what they want about you, you begin a much healthier relationship, not only with yourself, but with them. And when you stop resisting their judgment, you're free then to use that energy that you've been trying to control and manipulate them with to do something, to do what matters most to you. I recently made a mistake and sent a text to a group of people. And it wasn't a negative text. It was nothing bad, but it could potentially shape their impression of me in a certain way. There's nothing to even apologize about. But I realized for, I had done it late at night and then the next morning I woke up and felt ill about it. And I realized that I could allow this to consume me. And I asked myself, I had the awareness, first of all, that this is what was bothering me is that I wanted them to think a certain way of me, obviously. And so I made the decision after the awareness that I, you know, what's my why to detach or to drop it is because I wanted to enjoy a day and use my energy and bandwidth in a different direction. So I made the decision to give them back their power that they could think whatever they wanted of me. They were going to anyway. And I, I, there was no apology. There was no nothing. I simply let it be. And I was an extreme sense of freedom and liberation and being able to do that. It comes through repetition and, and practice as all learning does. Another strategy or tool is to know what's important to you. How do you detach from people? Know what's important. Ask yourself, will this matter in 10 weeks, 10 months, or 10 years? It's a great question to ask yourself. In the case of me who made the mistake, it wasn't going to matter. It was not going to matter. And I had to decide to detach. Another tool or strategy is to talk yourself up. This can help you to detach from other people's opinions and be more interested and concerned with your own. Say to yourself, because mantras do work, I have a right to be here. What I have to say or do is of value. Use whatever works for you to overcome your obsession with your insecurities. When you do this, you can get back to what matters most. My next strategy or tool comes from a very basic principle, which is to not take our life or ourselves too seriously. People, as you've heard, aren't thinking about you as much as you think that they are. And if they are, they probably have some issues they need to tend to. Let them be in their own journey and you be in yours. Another concept is to be aware of not beating yourself up. When you're not perfect, acknowledge that you're not perfect 
and be curious or interested about it as I was in this case of the mistake that I made. And, you know, I was curious, what is this about? Yeah, I right now want them to think a certain thing of me. I'm going to lovingly return to them their right to, to think what it is that they want. I must in order for me to get back into my business of what matters most to me. And the final way to have the types of breakthroughs is always to take action. By taking action, we challenge any of the old programming and we can really change our old wiring. A woman I work with who runs a national agency was telling me about this idea that she had that she wanted to go out on her own. And she had been thinking about it for a long time. She was very talented, had quite a name even as the national director in in what she was doing. But when we talked further, she said that the reason she'd been stalling is because she didn't want to disappoint the board of directors, that they would be hope were probably hoping that she would continue for a longer amount of time. And even though this was against her own personal truth, she was willing and had been willing to disappoint herself so as not to disappoint them. And when she became aware of what was happening and that she wasn't labeling it anymore, that she didn't have enough time or that she was lazy, but ultimately it was because she cared too much, she was able to get clear of the second step as we went through of identifying why and how her life would change if she could effectively detach and release from their opinions of her. And once she was able to do that, she agreed to tell a few of the directors of her ideas for the future. She agreed to take small action. And what was surprising to her and amazing was that they were very, very happy for her and wanted to facilitate her transition and support her in making the changes to her ideal reality. It took for her, however, as it does for all of us, being bold and courageous. And remember, courageous is not the absence of fear. It still was uncomfortable for her to detach or to let go of their opinions and put herself in front. But she had the, you know, as I said, courage courage isn't really the absence of fear, but it's the ability to take action in the presence of that fear. And remember that you handle your fear in direct relationship to your inner strength. And if you feel confident as a person, you're able to admit your weaknesses. You're able to even look at your fears and your anxieties and you won't hurt your mission. And your self-image then you know is strong. If it's weaker at this point in time and you notice that these things come up, invest. Become aware. Know the reason why you must change and begin to take the bold action to reprogram in some of these ways daily. I love, as I've said before, Orion Mountain Dreamer's quote, be willing to betray another so as not to betray yourself. The world needs a full version of you at play. A half version of you is not enough. And when we are splintered by being focused and concentrated on other people's thoughts of us, we're not able to give our fullest version of ourselves. Remember that the words you speak are meaningless unless the rest of you is in synchronization. It affects how others feel and how they will respond to you. What I invite you to do at this time is to think of three things that you need to care less about in your work. 
that when you did would change your trajectory. And then think of, identify three things at home that if you cared less about them, that you'd be able to do work on what really matters most. We all talk about not having enough time, but really we all have the same amount of time and some people have plenty of time. We have to be more respectful and have greater boundaries about what it is that we are caring about so that we can get back to being the greater leaders that we are and making the impacts that we have to make both at work and at home. Go forth this week and stop caring so much so that you can be, do, and experience more of you. I look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Playing Full Out. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes for more tips, tools, and inspiration to leading the optimal vision of your life, love, and leadership. And remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the fullest version of you at play.